Welcome to the Jolt Episodes. This is a feature of the In Awe Podcast meant to give you energy and a boost to look around your world and exercise a signature strength. Between interviews with incredible women who leave us awe-inspired, I will share stories that will prompt you to look around and see the beauty in your own world. I hope you find yourself awe-inspired. Hello, my friends, and I want to thank you for choosing to join me here on this Jolt episode. So many of you continue to faithfully join me here as I amplify women and share some encouragement in these Jolts, and I'm so glad that you do show up each week. Podcast listenership is uh, kind of down through this pandemic, and that's occurring for a wide range of reasons, mostly because our commutes and routines are off, but I would say my heavy rotation podcasts are one of the single most important spaces that I go to these days because of the connection I feel through the voices of real people and the content I'm consuming that's feeding my heart and mind to help me process through the reality of what we're living. Um, I sure hope that my podcast is doing that for you, my friends. On the In Awe podcast, we're in the midst of a series on connectors, and I have been doing a mini-series on these Jolt episodes with awe-inspiring recommendations, so I figured this week would be helpful to connect you to others. Therefore, in this week's episode, I am going to recommend people who are on various social media platforms, and they serve me personally right now through this pandemic. This is not an exhaustive list and not anywhere near the number of those people I know doing great work in this world, but these are my people who I am going to for wisdom, guidance, regulation of emotion, and good solid information that keeps me grounded and moving each day forward through this now that we are all experiencing the reality of this collectively, but so differently. These are the people for me whose posts make me stop in the scroll whose content I feel passionate about consuming even when I am dead sick of a screen of any kind at all. They make me laugh and think, feel emboldened, or help calm the chaotic feelings that stir within me much um, lately with the overprocessing. And speaking of overprocessing, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, the name Ahmad Arbery is one that we're mostly familiar with now. When the video of his murder started to surface, I had no idea what I was watching due to a misleading caption which I don't even recall anymore, but I watched the whole video from shaky start to evil end, and I was stunned. As I sat in my kitchen, trying to process the pain welling up inside me, I prayed for calm. Of all the anxiety-inducing content spewing out uh, at the time, this was something that pierced right inside my soul. I watched a beautiful child of God slain right before my eyes senselessly, and we should never become desensitized to such a vision, my friends. I wished I had not seen it, but I couldn't unsee it. So I started to educate myself about what it was and I that I had seen um, as much as I possibly could. And with that comes my first recommendation. Ever since I heard Latasha Morrison on Jen Hatmaker's podcast, I have turned to her as a voice of wisdom, faith, and fire in the area of racial re reconciliation. One of the best books that I have read in the past year is hers titled Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. And I could not put it down. A large part of my own personal growth work has been becoming more self-aware of my own white privilege, dismantling my views of the systems that I grew up in, and understanding how that system works for me as a white person in the United States. It's not easy work. I had to face a lot of the stages of myself in that book, as well as when I read White Fragility, uh, both of which I think are important reads for us all. Anyway, Latasha's mission in her work is to build more bridge builders to equip us all with the language, understanding, empathy, knowledge, and wisdom to work together through a faith-filled lens of reconciliation. I love her work. I'm doing her work 
her crew has a closed Facebook group that is digging deep into bridge building. And white people agree to enter with silence for the first three months so that we can listen, observe, learn, and process all the emotions that come with humbly joining hands to create deep and meaningful change. Part of our white privilege is centuries of our ability to speak with rarely taking the opportunity to listen. I love this practice and I'm thankful for her mission. My favorite space to follow Latasha specifically is on Instagram and her Be The Bridge group is on Facebook and I'll link both of them as well as her website. A personal friend who I have been connected to for the past year is another one I go to for inspiration and connection. Megan Anderson has a way of placing messages out there into the world right when I need them. She's an educator out of Ohio who is skilled at lifting others and seeing deep meaning in the world. Megan is one of the most genuine people I know, and she has an unshakable faith. And I am not kidding you when I say that she literally has sent me text messages with the exact words that I need in the exact moment I need them. It's really uncanny, honestly. Megan is a voracious reader and posts inspiration quotes, inspiring analysis, and hope-filled messages. Check her out on Twitter or Instagram. Neil Gupta is another professional connection in education that has become a trusted friend who also continues to keep me centered during this time. He recently put out a blog post, which I will link here about habits in which he makes connection to James Clear's Atomic Habits, which was a good reminder for me right now in focusing on something I can control. He was also recently interviewed by my good friend, Tom Murray, who you should also connect with, about student voice, which reminds us to connect with our students instead of making up stories about what may or may not be motivating them. He reminds us that our work has always been about relationships and the realities of what we can focus on instead of trying to predict the future. Neil's steady and calming leadership continues to remind us to keep centered on what we can control and focus on serving with our hearts. Finally, if you are in education and you don't know about a person who has been one of my favorite voices for capable, confident, grounded in research thinking, you have to connect with Peter DeWitt. Peter and I became friends during a time when I needed someone to see me and to help guide me through some challenging times, mostly by believing in my capability to lead through disruption. Now he is leading us in smart ways more than ever, focusing on research to be done right now while we are in the midst of this pandemic and remote learning. He put out a video recently focusing on the six principles of instructional leadership, focusing on the question of whether or not instructional leadership can happen during a pandemic. His reasonable and assured voice reminded me of what we have always needed to have in order to have the highest impact on students. One of the pieces he noted that struck me is the pervasive sense of the need to just get through this. And he passionately asserted that we cannot do that. We don't know when it will be safe to return to classrooms as quote unquote normal and dialing into what we are learning now will assist us in leading learning in the fall. His message felt empowering to me. And though I am not technically leading in a school right now, my thinking about schools, students, teachers, parents, and all learning community stakeholders simply just never ceases. I love each one of Peter's books, messages, blogs. He pushes me to think more critically, dig into the deeper work, and keep my thoughts centered on what is really best for learning in our schools. You can find him now on every platform, and I love connecting with him most recently via Instagram. So this is not an exhausted list, as I said, by any means. I feel blessed to be connected to people who consistently inspire, motivate, and support my professional thinking and personal heart, but I wanted to direct my community to these individuals who have helped me process some of the heavy hitter questions and feelings that I've had in recent weeks. I know that they can serve you too, my friends. How about you? Go ahead and share your connections with the In Awe community using the hashtag In Awe to Rise. I'll catch you next week, friends. Until then, stay connected and stay safe. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener, checking out this Jolt episode. 
hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another. Show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise.